Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Brick layers and ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door is supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. What up, 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 do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Ahmad Hawkins, better known as the Ball Hawk, as we recap this latest game from the Virginia Cavaliers versus the Duke Blue Devils. Got to recap that game. That was a fun game to be a part of yesterday at 1230. It was a little rainy, but it was a fun game. To witness, and I know everybody that was in the, was in attendance had a good time. But uh, this is episode nine thirteen of the Ball Hawk Show. Appreciate everybody that's tuning in, whether you on Anchor, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, um, Google. I don't really upload my episodes to. YouTube anymore just because I play copyrighted music and copyrighted like movie scenes so it gets flagged and taken down it could possibly get a strike and I'm just not in the mood to be trying to rebuild my YouTube channel like it was a couple years ago but uh yeah you you find different ways to to get your product out there so this this is what it is the podcast platforms I definitely appreciate that if you want to support the Ballhawk Show podcast there is a support button on anchor.fm when you search the Ballhawk Show and you go to the main page. Um, you hit that support button and you can support from 99 cent to 999. Uh everything is appreciated. So uh, that's just what it is, man. Also, shout out to my sponsors, Abra Insurance. Go to Abra Insurance for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, the great people at Abra Insurance. That's Abrainsurance.net. And when you go to a to the site, make sure you check out what they have available and it fits your budget. Or you could call toll-free 866-985-3558. And it will take care of all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, and life insurance. The great people are able. Also, if you don't know, I have a promo code for Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com, type in the promo code The Ball Hawk Show. Go purchase you the new performance package 4.0 plus peak hygiene plan. The kit includes the lawnmower 4.0, the weed whacker, the crop preserver, the crop reviver, and the magic mat. Free gifts is the shared travel bag and the Manscaped anti chafing boxers. Go get all those. Um, this is one nineteen ninety nine, and when you type in my promo code, it drops to like ninety ninety two bucks. But it's twenty percent off with the Ball Hawk Show promo code. That's manscaped dot com. Your balls will thank you because they say balls at Manscaped. So, what we're gonna start off with today? So I had to take it back. So I get appreciate everybody that's been reaching out through amahawkins dot com and utilizing the contact us section. I'm getting requests for music now also, which I love that. That's that's letting me know people are truly engaged and they get excited for the podcast. Always keep the questions coming. Always keep the, the feedback coming and what you would like for me to talk about as far as the game from yesterday or the preview of the next game or the coaches show. Salute to everybody that's been congratulating me on that gig. 
um, doing that the rest of the year and hopefully until I'm done doing this job. Nah, I'm just playing. But take it step by step. But yeah, man, getting I'm getting music requests and um, got a lot of lot of uh, variety. But but this one right here, somebody said, you know, they wanted me to play some Jay Z, and I was like, yo, I remember that mash up album Jay Z did with Linkin Park. And this is one of my favorite songs right here. This wasn't a request, though, but this is a song that I just like, you know what? You wanted to hear some Jay-Z. I'm going to give you a mashup because this song used to just get me going and this allowed me to pull up the stats and stuff like that. Most of the time I use the music to get me right mentally and also with my stats and and the film and stuff like that. Somebody said, why you don't do that beforehand? That's just that's how I do it. Like I listen to the music. It's like an interlude or a transition. And um, the young boy is still sending me music. I thought I'd say that to the end for them. But, um, yeah, man, this is, this is a song I picked to start off this podcast. This is uh, Jay-Z and Linkin Park, Numb Slash Encore. This was my jam right here. I'm going to let y'all hear it. Here you go. Yeah. Thank you, thank Woo! you, thank you. Far too Woo! kind. Uh. Woo! Yeah. Ready? Woo! Uh. Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys So for one last time, I need y'all to roll uh, 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 yeah. uh, Now what the hell are you waiting for? After me, there should be no more So for one last time, make some noise It's not a long song, it's not a long song Let's go, let's go no fresher than whole, riddle me that The rest of y'all know where I'm lyrically at Can none of y'all mirror me back? Yeah, hear me rap, it's like hand G rapping is prime I'm young H.O., rap's grateful dead Back to take over the globe, now break bread I'm in Boeing Jets, Global Express Out the country, but the blueberries still connect On the low, like y'all got a triple deck But when you young, what you expect? Yep, yep, grand opening, grand closing Damn your manhole, crack the can open again Who you gonna find open a hand with no pen? Just draw inspiration Who you gonna see you can't replace him With cheap imitations of these generations do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys One last time I need y'all to roll Look how they wait to you From R.C. to Madison Square To the only thing that matters In just a matter of years As fate will have it J status appears To be at an all-time high Perfect time to say goodbye When I come back like Jordan Wearing a 4-5 It ain't to play games with you It's to aim at you Probably maim you If I owe you, I'm blowing you to still a ring Except I take one for your team And I need you to remember one thing I came, I saw, I conquered For record sales For sold out concerts Want this uncle. I need you to scream to your lungs. Come on, come on. Switch. Time to switch. Uh huh. Feeling so faithful. Uh huh. Lost under the surface. Gotta get some more volume right here. I don't know what you're expecting of me. But under the pressure of walking in your shoes. I gave y'all three minutes. That song right there, man. I don't know about y'all, but you got you you got. I know you. Even if you don't like rock and roll, even if you don't like rap, even if you don't like whatever you genre you want to put it in, you hear that song, that gets you in good spirits right there. And I thought it was fitting for the Cavs, as far as like defensively what you've been saying, like you get numb to a team generating big runs. Big pass plays, 
200 yards rushing. You become numb to it because you like, at the end of the day, I just want to see the team win. And then after the, <laughs> and then after the performance you saw them put on, you want an encore. So I was like, yo, that's just the football guys talking to me when I was going through all my songs through my iTunes. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I ain't heard this song in a minute, and it's fitting. So we're going to jump into the stats. This is the stats portion of the show. Let me, uh, do we need any background? We don't need no background music, do we? Nah, we don't need no background music. Let's, let's, let's go to the stats. So first of all, first stat I want to put out there was a home game at Scott Stadium. The attendance, 38,489 people. The attendance was 38,489 people for a 12-30 game versus an ACC foe. All right. The score was 48-0. to zero. Wahoos won. 10 points in the first quarter, 24 in the second quarter, then 7-7 seven and seven to end the game. When we go into team stats, Duke had 18 first downs. UVA had 29 first downs. Duke had eight first downs via rushing, 10 from passing, zero through penalty. UVA had seven rushing, 19 passing, and three penalty through penalties. Uh, net rushing yards, you, uh, Duke came in averaging over 200 yards rushing the game. UVA came in giving up over 200 yards rushing the game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Duke ended up with 110 yards rushing. Got to get a round of applause for that. We held them to 110 yards rushing. They had 35 rush attempts, average 3.1 yards an attempt. As a team, UVA UVA had 164 yards on just 33 attempts. Wait, not just 33 attempts. We had 33 attempts. Five yards a rush. Through the air, we had 364 yards. They had 215 yards. We threw the ball 46 times. They threw the ball 46 times. So we got a team that's run heavy, that had 99 more rushes than they had passes coming into this game. And they threw the ball just as many times as we did. I would, I would say we, by UVA standards, we were balanced. 46 passes, 33 rushes. Pretty much balanced. Uh, We averaged 14.6 yards per completion. That's explosive. I'll take that. 528 total yards for UVA. 325 total yards for Duke. We ran 79 plays. They ran 81 plays. We averaged 6.7 yards per play. They averaged 4 yards per play. We had five penalties for 25 yards. They had eight penalties for 85 yards. So the penalties went down a lot. In a lot. Uh, we had three punts. They had five punts. We averaged 51.7 yards per punt. Net yards per punt was 43.3. Two punts of 50 yards plus for us. Um, time of possession was pretty much even. 30 minutes, 47 seconds for us, 29 minutes, 13 seconds for them. I always say time of possession is all about what do you do with the time of possession. Like, you can hold the ball all game, but if you're not scoring points, it's null and void in my opinion. Because if I only need three minutes with the football and I'm scoring and you dominated the time of possession, it doesn't mean anything. You know, a lot of times you have to put things in context where you say, yo, I want to see – us dominate the football in the time of possession. It's like, okay, but you do want to see points, right? You, you don't want to see us methodically move the ball down the field, get to like the 30, 40, and then miss a field goal, and then two, three, four plays, your opponent scores, and then you methodically move the ball down. You know, I'm beating the dead horse. You know what I, you know what I mean. Um, third down conversions was a little concerning to me. As a team, we was only we were only three of eleven. They were seven of seventeen, and I'll go through the first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna start doing first ten defense, first ten on offense. I think I did that already, but I think that's fun to, 
you know, review the first 10 plays of offense and then review the first 10 plays of defense. Uh, red zone scores and chances, we were 8 of 8. Six of those were touchdowns. Two of those were field goals. They were 0 of 3. They were 0 of 3. Red zone scores and chances. We know our field goal defense has been superb, and they met, uh, another team missed another chip shot, and it hit the goal post yet again. Um, they had three sacks. We had one sack. And uh, individual stats, Mateo Durant, the running back from Duke, came in averaging 130 yards a game. We held him to 82 yards on 17 carries. The 17 carries was the second least uh, versus North Carolina a and he had 15, but they won in blowout fashion. So I think this is the first time he's played in a game. Well, this was the first time this year in which it wasn't a blowout win and he was held to under 100 yards because he only had like 45 yards on 15 carries versus North Carolina a and but they won in runaway fashion. Uh, Devin Darrington led the way for us, five rushes for 60 yards, and a touchdown, Jay Woolfolk, who I call Russell Wilson 2.0. He had five carries for 38 yards. Uh, Brendan Armstrong, eight carries for 34 yards. Factor in the three sacks, he really had just five carries. I, it was good to see him being utilized on design runs, and I'll discuss that on the offensive breakdown. Wayne Talapapa just had five carries for 19 yards. Uh, Ronnie Walker Jr., two carries for eight yards and a touchdown. Jacob Rodriguez, two carries, five yards. Keaton, two carries for one yard. I mean, not one yard. Two carries for five yards and a touchdown. Whoa, he do got two yard, two carries for y'all. Why did, why they got Keaton down? Oh, they count the flip that he got as a as a, a reception. That's what it was. All right, so yeah, it is two carries for one yards and a touchdown. Um. And then Ira Armstead had three carries for zero yards because he gained seven and lost seven. Um, Gunner Holmberg for Duke, 30 for 24, 134 yards, two interceptions, no touchdowns. Sack one time. Riley Leonard was 8 of 12 for 81 yards for them in, in, uh, when he came in late. Brendan Armstrong, 25 of 45, 364, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, receiving, their leading receiver coming in was Jake Bobo. We limited him to just four catches for 30 yards. Uh, Tay Wicks return from his concussion, seven catches, 125 yards, one touchdown. Billy Kemp, six catches, 65 yards. Jelani Woods, five catches, 58 yards, and a touchdown. Keaton, three catches, 47 yards. Starlin, two catches, 25 yards. Rashawn Henry, one catch, 25 yards. Malachi Fields, one catch, 19 yards. Uh, Tay had a longer 27. Billy had a longer 23. Jelani had a longer 16. Keaton had a longer 19. Starlin had a longer 18. Henry had a longer 25. And Malachi Fields had a long of 19. There you go. That's it. Get to the defense. Nick Jackson led the way, 11 tackles, one sack, four tackles, four loss. That's hunting. He was hunting. Nick Jackson, who started that corner of this game and played safety as well, seven tackles and a pass breakup. Hunter Stewart, six tackles. Elliott Brown, five tackles. Wes Weeks, five tackles, one pass breakup. Noah Taylor, five tackles, a half a tackle, four loss, one pass breakup, one quarterback, hurry. Joey Blunt, welcome back, Joey. Four tackles, half a tackle for a loss, interception for 14 yards. Fall down on the ground to celebrate, Joey. That's what we do when we get a pick. Josh Ahern, four tackles, tackle for a loss, forced fumble. Mandy Alonzo, four tackles. T.C. Harrison, three tackles, fumble recovery. Jonas Sanker, three tackles. The juggernaut, Jameer Carter, three tackles. Aaron Famui, three tackles. Have a tackle for a loss. James Jackson, three tackles. Antonio Mouthpiece, I knock it out. Three tackles, one fumble recovery. Uh, Gula, Agunglier, 
two tackles, Darius Bratton, two tackles, two pass breakups for Darius Bratton due to Darius Bratton face. Devontae Cross, two tackles and a pick. Joshua White, two tackles. Elijah Gain, two tackles. Cohen King, two tackles. And Chase Chalmers with a tackle. Those are your stats and individual stats this portion of the Ball Hawk Show. Now, who should we start off with today? Huh? Should we start off with the offense? Should we start off with the defense? Let's see. Who are we going to start off with? We're going to start out with the defense, man. Let's give it up for the defense. So let me go ahead. I already got it pulled up. But we're going to get the defense on the line. Let me just say this about the defense. Boy, y'all played like everybody. Nobody thought y'all were going to play this good. Well, my man Matt on, on Twitter did say that y'all was going to hold them to under 150 yards rushing. Even though he didn't write rushing down. So salute to him. And it came out true. Y'all held them to 100 what did I say they held him under? 110. 110 yards rushing. Um, let me give you some some post-game notes before I get to the defense. Um, UVA is 9-3 in his last 12 games. Tied for the best mark amongst ACC teams. Uh, Virginia has won seven straight meetings against Duke. UVA is 16-6 against the Blue Devils since 2000. Uh, the Cavaliers scored 34 points in the first half, the most in the ACC game since 2004 against North Carolina. Uh, Mateo Durant, who ranked second in ACC in rushing, came into the game, accumulated 82 yards on the ground. Only the second time this season he was held to under 100. Oh, I said that already. All right. We know about Brandon and moving up. The, look, Brandon moving up all the passing. I want to get to the defense. Let me, let me, let me, look. It's been so much we've been talking about about the defense. I'm about to get into my undivided attention right now. This this podcast may just be about the defense. We may not even talk about the offense. We talk about them so much and praise them so much. I'm going to just give the defense praise. They pitched out a shutout, baby. They pitched a shutout. Huh? Who would have thought they would have held a team who scores over 30 points a game, who rushes for over 200 yards a game, that they will hold them to zero points to a little over 300 yards of total offense. And especially when it started raining, because you know when it rained, what they start doing, they start heisha heishing downhill, being nice and physical when they run the ball. So let's go play number one for the defense. I'm like, oh, they got Nick Grant at corner. Cypress is out. Nick back at corner. What did they do? They go right at Nick Grant with a little bench route. Nick does a good job with a slow pedal, understanding that he's trying to stem him. He shuffles, gets head up with the with the receiver, and anticipates a corner route. Nick knows that the bench route is coming. Bench corner route is the same. He knows that the bench route is coming. Within three steps of the receiver stemming him, he knew the bench was coming. He was all over this. And good job by Corn King on rerouting him sinking a lot of times when guys reroute they just stay on the same plane but he sunk with the receiver at an angle nice by corn king if you're gonna be a help defender really help you know what i'm saying and nick with a great close oh that was a great close so we start off with a pass breakup that gets you going i mean because a lot of people feel like he got pulled like we don't know if nick got hurt last game but it seems like after the second series, he didn't play anymore, and Cohen King is playing that safety. So the more you can do, the more you stay on the field. Well, Nick can play corner as well. Cypress ain't playing. It's between Darius Bratton and Nick. They put Nick on the floor. On the floor, I mean the court. So here we go, second play. They come out and ace. Basically, come in the same formation that Louisville was running against us, that Miami ran against us. And what do they run? The same plays that Miami and Louisville ran. Stretch towards the H. The H back is stacked right behind the tackle. How are we going to attack it? Man, he gets a great get off. Instant penetration. Whoa. Instant penetration up the backfield. And look at 
Look at Ahern. So Ahern got to start at inside backer. And when I tell you he looked like Zane right here, because Zane was one of them dudes, once he saw ball, he went to get ball, and he was going to hit ball. Ahern's ability to identify flow and get there, because Coach always said, get there, get there, get there. Well, he got there. Because all we want is a reaction. Mandy got the first reaction from Mateo Durant. Instead of him getting this shoulder square up the field, he had to take him towards the sideline. That's the first win. Understanding that Coin King is on the outside, Ahern stays in the appropriate gap. Coin King does a great job coming downhill. He confronts the H. Mandy gets off so viciously that the guard can't go second level up to Ahern. So Ahern has him beat. He gets skinny. He drops his hips. Carter does a good job of playing down the line of scrimmage. He's recognizing the floor away from him. Nick Jackson is clean. He tries, they, the, guard try, the center tries to confront him. So when the center bumps off of Jameer Carter, what does Jameer do? He makes sure that the guard that's blocking him is beat. And once the center goes up to Nick, now Jameer is free. And look who makes a tackle. Jameer. Well, he spun away from Jameer. But Noah King, not Noah King, Noah Taylor from the backside outside backer. He's outside on a slot receiver. His flow was faster this game compared to what it was versus Louisville. He learned. Boom, who's there to clean it up? Noah is. This was the play that scored on us, that scored on us versus Miami and had a big game in which Darius Bratton had to dog, oh, this is the same exact let me let me let me pause the music so y'all can hear me. Do y'all realize football is a copycat biting league? Whatever somebody does to you and successful, they will install it and do it to you the next game. You just can't say, well, this team don't run that, so we good. Hell no, they're gonna put it in. Whoa. They gonna install it. So Duke, they first run play, they did the exact same run that Miami and Louisville did that garnered 50 yards per play in which they ran it. And we fixed it. How? Our backers. The tempo, the speed in which they played. Instead of trying to read and react, they made the offense react to their read. <laughs> That's a ball. You see what I did there? Instead of reading and reacting, you make them read off your reaction. Huh? Huh? Man, hey, Mandy's jump. And Fumui, even when they scored last week on Louisville, Fumui had a good jump like Mandy in the penetration. It was just a slow flow. It was a slow flow from my backside backer. This week, it, it, there is no slow flow. It's, oh, they flow flowing. That's how you look, man. That's what you do. That's what you do. You got to get an effort. Without effort, there is no reward. Give me the effort. The effort is there now. Give me the speed in which we anticipate. In other words, they showed me they practice at this tempo. Because Noah just, the way Noah is flowing to the ball from a slot, and I I know I'm harping on this play for a long time, but this is a this set the tone. This let me know that we was going to be straight defensively. Because this kid has a huge cutback lane. Jameer confronts him, but he spins out of that. If Noah's not flowing as fast as he is, he has the bead on Joy. And meaning Joy's not in the wrong gap. It's just the cutback lane is so superior. So that let me know right there. Put the music back on, Petty Hawk. Thank you, DJ Pettyhawk. All right, third play. They look to the sideline. It's third and seven. Let's see what they run. They run levels backside. But instead of running two ends, they ran a short out and a dig over the ball. I will say this. Anytime, and I noticed this about Elliot. I would say to Elliot, anytime you're dropping, I would actually encourage you to find the nearest crosser. Like, identify the nearest crosser and then drop at their depth versus 
trying to read the quarterback's eyes because the quarterback is Medusa. He's going to freeze you. But I will always try to feel where the crosser, the depth of the crosser is at and make sure I work from that depth. But I think this is just a good play by Bobo and, and Coach Cutcliffe. That's a good play call right here. Because they knew it was going some type of combo zone. And I don't know if if Gucci Man, nah, yeah, they're in the short zone in the field because Gucci Man square. I will say that, well, Nick, he he done, he done did as much as he could do from the depth he was at. He good close. So they got the first down right there. We went to our speed group. So we got Noah on the outside. We actually put, I just had a brain, brain fart. Oh, we actually dropped. Oh, we sent weeks though. We sent weeks on the, on the game. We got Noah come underneath. So we sent four guys. Cause Stewart drops out too, so nice little, nice little zone blitz, and we made the quarterback move. So we did get pressure. He had to move off his plane, and he found Bobo a big target. Ooh, good hit by Nick though. Good God, Nick Grant bit his chin off. The four players first and ten, they come out on the ace trips with the Y in front of the back. Fake inside zone. Noah reads it. He comes up. He closes. And Nick Jackson closes. Woo-wee. And then Mandy feels. I think he knocks. He he makes the kid fumble, I believe. So Mandy comes from his end position. Understand that it is a field side bubble screen. Or a tunnel screen. And that's just good hustle. Yeah, the kid did fumble. But he got it back. It's the fifth play on defense. Then H trips again with the Y off. Inside is a penalty. Now they're empty. Four receivers to the to the field, one in the boundary. Nick anticipates some type of quick throw to the slot receiver because he he shoots. So that's film study right there. Noah does a good job of playing in between. It's a cover sack, really. And he just threw it to the guy, the short guy, which is the back. Nick does a great job of tackling a one-on-one. That was taken care of. So that was on second and 13 right there. It's third and 10. I was frustrated this first drive, though. We couldn't get out the field on third downs. See how many guys we sent in a rush. We sent four guys. We didn't run any games. It was just, well, I think we tried to run the game. <clears throat> with Ahern and the juggernaut. This play took a long time to develop. Now, see, I would say when Cohen, Cohen King rerouted a receiver for Nick Grant, once he rerouted it, he took the deep angle. I think Devontae, when his first initial two steps went flat, that hurt him. I think if Devontae would have rerouted and went and sunk, like anytime you rerouting, I always feel like I always always taught as you reroute you sink let that momentum take you with them because you got to know down the distance as well there's no immediate threat really the immediate threat that did come out that was short Noah takes him so if I'm Devontae I'm sinking to that bench area just a good throw by the quarterback because they ran a go with a bench clear out outside corner Try to work the slot. Good throw. So another third down conversion for them on that drive. That's the second one. They try to run the inside zone. Boom. We kill that. Let's see this from the end zone. Famui does a great job of sliding down. Ahern does an absolutely great job of just blowing it up. Step up and be physical. Yeah, buddy. Step up and be physical. And the fact that Famui slides down... He decreases the crease, so it's nowhere for Mateo Durant to go. Nick Jackson is waiting. Jameer Carter, thank you, sir. Thank you for identifying that it's a tandem block. The center comes to hit you. You engage with the center. You feel the guard trying to double-team you to your left. The center is trying to flow to your right, and you know Nick Jackson is the gap-responsible player to your right. So what do you do? You grab the center so he can't get the Nick. Keep Nick clean. Phenomenal right there. 
thank you. That's what you do. Thank you, sir. Don't let them get to your backer. That blew the play out because as you grab in the center, you drop down and cause a power with the with the guard. So Mateo Durant has to stop his feet. And Ahern destroys him. Oh, and Mandy, good God. Mandy Alonzo, you savage. Yeah, Mandy been possessed since the North Carolina game where everybody came at him for being transparent. Miami Mandy. But but J- Jameer Carter, man, phenomenal job of understanding that you're being tandem block and they're trying to bump up to your to your linebackers. That wasn't happening early in the season. We wasn't keeping our backers clean. Because we had a disadvantage when we got three down linemen to five linemen. You could get to the second level. So if you feel like you're being doubled and one of those guys are trying to bump to the next level, grab them. All right, they play nine. They run spot. That's a good play call. Good job, Nick. Good tackle, Nick Grant. I mean, Nick Jackson. 31. This play scared me right here because everybody tried to play hero ball. They ran up the gut, and Durant bounced to the outside. This was hero ball one-on-one that you do not do. Hold on. I didn't know that had. Cut that instrument. That's not an instrument. It was actually rapping. So it was third and one. Everybody goes into the B gap. Because the play is supposed to go there, but he bounced out to the outside. And good thing Joey was on his horse and saved us. Because they end up missing the field goal. This is what you got to do your 111. What are you responsible for? Like, hey, I don't know if it's Elliot. I don't know if it's Nick Grant. Nick, if you the corner on this play, and let me see from the end zone copy. Yeah, you're a corner on this play. Why are you inside of Elliot? Why? Why are you going in there? Because it looks like Elliot is supposed to collapse the C-gap. You're supposed to stay. So this is on Nick Grant, I think. Because he, if he, or if you're the corner, we ain't, nah, nah, we ain't supposed to be in there. No. Mm-mm. You ain't supposed to be in there. That's what, hey, what they say. If you peak, yeah, don't peak. Because everybody, we played it well. We didn't need you in there, Nick. We really didn't. We didn't need you in there, dog. We need you to stay at corner. You thought you was at safety again. That's okay, though. That's okay. Your your brother helped you out. Joey helped you out. It's a team sport. But do your job. And then their 10th play, they try to run a quarterback power. Ahern does a good job of taking on two blockers. Oh, look at this flow by Noah. Again, Noah from the backside flowing. He wanted to cut back. The quarterback wanted to cut back, but he saw Noah. He was like, I don't want none of that. And he just put his head down and fell. <laughs> he won't no parts of seven. He, oh, nah. Because I'm talking about that cutback lane is huge. And he just saw this streak of orange coming like a bat out of you know what. And he looked up. Oh, nah, he just fell. Nobody touched the kid. He just fell. Like, nah, I ain't saying he was scared. He just made a business decision. Like, nope, I'm good. Go ahead and fall down. These boys is hunting. Mm-mm. And then I'm going to finish this drive out. They tried another. They tried a weak side boundary run, which has been giving us trouble. Good job by Anthony Johnson being the force guy. He declared so much that it allowed Ahern to come off his butt. And then Cohen King got to come right up to the edge. See, when you confront blockers with authority, it declares for your buddies. They know. Good hit, too, Gucci man. That's good. Ahern is really getting off. I like that, Ahern. Yeah. Yeah, we just flowed a lot better to the the ball. We flowed a lot better to the ball. Now... On that third down throw, the receiver just dropped this. Now, this is what I would tell a coaching tip for Ahern. You short zone, you a linebacker, go bite go bite the receiver. Go hit him. Don't sit there and wait for it. Like a slot receiver, you should be salivating at the mouth. You get to, get to punch him. Like you get to just destroy him. Because you know a safety is behind you with this formation. Right? You know you short zone. You always protect your inside. The one thing you don't want is an inside throw. You don't want the inside throw. 
because that's a that's a bang bang. Outside you can rally to it. Inside, it kills defenses. So if anything, you anchor that inside leg and don't and don't hey. But he'll learn. Just don't give ground. There's no need for you to give ground. Collision him. Cause that's a free release. That was too easy. He just dropped it. Nick Nick Jackson might have, you know, bit his chest off, but I think that would have been a touchdown he would have caught it. And then they missed the field goal. But overall, defensively, man, I really liked our, our effort, our attention, to, our attention to detail, especially our defensive linemen. Like I told you, the nose. In the 3-4, the nose is a very important part of the defense. It's the dirty man's lunch pail job. If you are one-on-one, you got to win because it's a rare rarity and it's showing you they're trying to get next level to our backers so if you don't call some type of disruption call some type of reaction they have the advantage second level so i like that jameer is understanding that his get off is causing guards to check him first so they got a check block coming tandem him first and then they try to go second level once they try to check him he's grabbing them now and that's allowing our linebackers to when they are playing aggressive and coming downhill, they have a step on alignment that if they do come second level, it's a half man now. They're almost on the back of the jersey of our backers. They could dip them. They're in that dip position where you just drop your hips. And if they block you, it should be a block in the back, you know? So that's the biggest thing that jumped out to me about our backers is that <clears throat> they're flowing faster. Um, conceptually, they're understanding what's coming to them, like they understand the formation down the distance. Like they're starting to read their keys and getting their tips. The film study is improving. The ability to retain information and translate it onto the field has gotten better. I will say Duke offense isn't as dynamic as Louisville, Carolina, or Wake Forest, like with the threat of the quarterback running. So it makes it a little easier four inside zones or stretch plays that just go right now because the threat of the quarterback pulling it isn't as uh, prominent. Georgia Tech is going to be a little bit different. Their quarterback can run. So your antennas, you're going to be wired differently. But Duke is a very good run football team. This is a big deal. Like, I don't want people just saying it's about time or finally or, yeah, just one game. I don't want none of that. I'm not trying to hear none of that because they came in the second best rushing team in the ACC, and we came in as the worst. We held them to almost basically 100 yards under their average. We were 90 yards under our average as far as what we give up. Like, that's a big deal. Any way you want to slice it. The defense played phenomenal yesterday, bro. Phenomenal. And they continue to get better in increments little by little by little. I mean, even how the DBs are playing. First of all, we could just talk about tackling. Everybody's tackling well. I've seen a lot of one-on-one. So I've seen a lot of, like, Nick Grant made a lot of one-on-one tackles yesterday to where you could, you could clip it and put it in a in the, in the uh the little league. You know how the NFL got the like the little league uh coaching on how to tackle. You could put some of his tackles from yesterday in those coaching clips. Usually they use the Seahawks and how they tackle, but Nick made some phenomenal tackles yesterday. One on one tackles. He made some Seahawk roll tackles. Nick Grant made some straight-up bite-your-chin strap, chest-plate-off tackles. Like, our dudes were tackling, getting to the ball. When the backups came in, you didn't see a drop-off. The fact that they wanted to maintain the shutout. I told y'all, this this whole episode just could be praise about the defense. And this is just not like no sympathy type stuff. Like, they earn this, man. They earn this. It's not. It, I, I, I'm, I'm impressed, man. 
Cause they've been getting, they've been kept, they've been getting hoes. Y'all been killing them on message boards and and Facebooks and Twitters. Y'all been killing the defense. You've been killing them, destroying them. Um, they could just do just a little bit. Um, they could just do just a little bit. Like they ain't do a lot of bit last game. Cause as much as we praise the other side, and the other side do a lot. What I told you, I told you in the last recap. The fact that they held to just three points after those two turnovers, that all like this is my last spill. I'm gonna go to the offense. Is every time an offense stages a comeback or a team stages a comeback, we look at the quarterback and the offense, right? Oh, the quarterback is a great. Oh my God, he's a he's a gunslinger. They do this, they do that. Oh, the offense, they did this. Oh, they was down. But when you talk about somebody was down and they came back, what does it take? Your defense got to get stops. That's why I hate the win-loss record for quarterbacks. Like, it's an ultimate team sport, period. Like, our offense can play lights out, but if a defense don't do what they're supposed to do, we'll lose. Our defense can play lights out. You remember in the past, our defense would be playing lights out, getting all these sacks, and they're like, who do we have at receiver? We don't have anybody in playmakers. Are we? Who's fast? Nobody. Y'all remember those days? Because I'm about to transition to the offense. Y'all remember those days when folks used to say, what type of playmakers do we have on offense? Do we have any speed? It sounds familiar, right? Because we always, oh, what type of playmakers do we have in the secondary? We need to recruit some speed. It's not there. Basically, when somebody's struggling, people go to the worst of the worst just to get their point across. They do. We got speed at DB. You done seen dudes run guys down. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knew Bryce Hall was fast until Bryce Hall ran down the dude from Miami. It ain't like we out here publicizing what our DBs run in the 40. And what you run in the 40 don't mean nothing anyway. I know plenty of dudes who run four twos in underwear, put them in pads, they run four sixes. That's why I always tell folks, I don't give a damn what somebody run in the 40. Real recognized, real. Anthony Poindexter was not no four five guy. On the field, he was four four flat. He was fast as hell. Wally Rayner wasn't fast in the 40. You put him on the football field, he was fast as hell. Kevin Coffey, who averaged damn near 25 yards a catch in 1998, won't fast, but ask a DB who check him, and somehow he ran by you. Billy McMullen was the same way. Too many times we get enamored with these postings of 40 times. You know? Some, just because a DB getting beat don't mean he ain't fast. His technique sucks. <laughs> Most of the time, it's your technique. It ain't even your speed. You know how Don Tavian gets open? His technique. You know how Rashawn Henry get open? His technique. You know how Jelani Woods get open? His technique. Billy Kemp, technique. Do they got some speed? Absolutely. But we've seen a lot of fast guys that don't get open. Seriously. I know a lot of fast receivers that just some trash can juice when it comes to their technique and how to stem and how to really run. And I know DBs who slow, who know angles of football, it just cut you off at the interception point. And it's like, oh, that guy's so much faster than him. How's he not getting open? Because the big dummy don't know how to get open. He don't got no technique. So I say that to say this. Our backers, y'all playing faster. Your technique's getting a whole lot better. So with your technique getting better, you're flowing better. Your defense alignment technique getting better, the whole defense is playing better. Everybody's flowing faster. As a unit, you guys are getting better. As a unit, you're trusting each other. You're knowing where the help is at. You're knowing where the force is at. You're knowing which shoulder to use. Spill. Make them cut back. Love it, man. Keep it up. All right. Let's break down the offense. Defense, I gave y'all all the podcasts. Offense ain't going to take that long. You know what I'm saying? Offense, y'all do what y'all do, man. Um, Brandon, you the man. People want a Heisman campaign. I'm like, nah, don't do it. We ain't worried about all that. We at UVA, man. Unless we undefeated and beating top, top teams, we know ain't going to be no damn Heisman stuff. Come on, man. 
We had Ty Jerome and Kyle got on the boys here for basketball. They still ain't want to get in no love. You really think they're going to get a football team some love like that? Hell to the now, now, now. First play, we got twins to the field with an H. Billy motion out the backfield. So we got four receiving threats going out. Jelani Woods was lined up at tight end, a three-point stance. Run a little go action with a with an out. Well, no, we got a hammer route from Billy, which is a hitch. Seam route from Jelani. Seam route from Malachi. And then we just got an out route from a little, a little short out from Wicks. Get the ball in his hand. Boom. Give it a little baby T.O. Strong got to the catch. I will say Wicks will have to start learning. I know he wants to fight for yards, but learn how to get down because sometimes they'll take unnecessary hits. You know, like once you take, you know, you go through the concussion protocol, they'll tell you start being smarter. Like, don't take too many hits. Because right here, when he's spinning and stuff, that's when you got those dudes that's just coming in trying to clean your clock. So that's just me just being like that big brother caring for him. Like, hey, man, start getting down a little bit. Like Tory Holton and boys used to. Second play, we got uh, twins to the field. Malachi with a reduced split to the boundary. Like he's a tight end. I like that. I actually like that. Because that puts a lot of uncertainty on a corner who's playing short zone. And they're playing cover two. Mm, this is a cover two killer. We run verts with a bench on the backside. Oh, no, we ran dagger. We run a dagger. So we got Jelani on the short post. And then we got Wicks on the short post. So Wicks is outside the hash. He does a good job. A stand wide and bends it in behind the linebacker in short zone in between the two safeties. And then we got Jelani attacking the middle backer in the Tampa. So when they used to run Tampa 2, the middle linebacker would drop to the middle of the goal post. But since Jelani runs his post in front of him, he takes the bait. He takes Jelani with daggers, two ends, two, two ends, two posts. Dagger just means in. Um, then you got Wicks running the post, and he settles in the hole, and Brennan does a great job of making him settle with his throw. Because if he puts a lot of air, he that's telling Wicks, you're, you're clean to go across the field, but since he put on the rope, Wicks throttles down, catches in the bread basket, avoids the backer, and this time he couldn't get down, and they hit him, but that was good. I like that play call from Coach and I, both play calls. Understanding that you're in some type of zone. Versus this defense who's been giving up a lot of yards. Next, we've been running a lot of jet sweeps with Billy Kemp. We fake it to Billy, and guess what? We use our throwback. back. Brendan Armstrong has a design run, 25 yards. That's what I want to see. We went back to our throwback back days. I think the knee brace is a placebo effect for Brendan personally um, because – you know, anytime I make a comment, I like to like I'll make a, a example with myself versus just throwing it out there. But I think it's placebo effect because like if I hurt my ankle in like camp or early in the year, I will continue to utilize the same treatment and get the same tape job. I've had some hamstring I had hamstring injury before early in the year. I wore the hamstrings lead the rest of the year. I had an MCL sprain one year in the arena league. It was like game nine. I wore a knee brace the rest of the year until the year was over. Quad injury with the Grand Rapids Rampage, I wore a quad wrap until the season was over. Like, even though it was healthy, it was just, oh, I forgot my wrap. Oh, I forgot my brace. And I think that's what it is with Brendan. Not saying it doesn't bother him at all anymore, but I think it's to the point to where he can function at full capacity, but he wears it because he wants to make sure that, hey, if it gets hit again, it won't regress. It won't take a it won't go backwards. You know, so that's why I think he wears the Don Joy, the knee brace still. Next play. This ball got battered down. So we'll just won't even count that one. Is this a run play? We're an ace right here. Yep, we ran the ball. Good run by Tyler Popper for four yards. 
This was the fake snap to Rodriguez. Go out, give it to Tyler Pop. This third down. I thought he had it with the spin move, but the guy did a good job of grabbing him. Then we set it for a field goal. Um, but in the next series, we come out with a stack look. We throw it out to, ooh, that's dangerous. We got to get that block. That receiver got to get that block. He already getting coached up. Ooh, that could have been. I mean, he got enough of them, so it wouldn't be an ear hole more Billy. And he still got a good game. Malachi, he got just enough of them. Billy be making some catches. I don't know how he make. Because I know he feel those dudes about to, hit, about to shoot their gun, as we say. The term on the football field, shoot your gun, is meaning, you know, take your shot. Meaning, go for the hit. And if you miss, it's okay. And then we come back next play. We run the uh, angle route with Billy. That's a nice route. Again, <laughs> Brendan's throwing him, and that's safety right there. And Billy catching, man. Billy is a he is an NFL slot receiver. I don't care what nobody tell me. Like I'm closed minded with that. Ain't nothing you can tell me that's going to convince me that that dude is not an NFL slot receiver. In every essence of the word, in every essence of the the build. He is a prototype, new age slot receiver. Billy Camp is. Somebody going to get a steal. Somebody, they not going to draft him. They're going to get him undrafted free agent so they can save some money. But somebody going to get a steal. Next play, oh, Lord. Look, man, if you see Seventeen in the game, if I'm opposing defensive coordinator and I see 17 in the game, that's stalling, you better back your hind parts up. When I tell you that boy can float, shoo, he can fly. Dude came out and they running cover three. Stalling just took the safety and the corner with him. And 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 look, oh no, the, the front side corner saw it. I was about to say Brendan could have let it go, but I think the front side corner would have came off. And then Brendan took off and ran. He got an eight play. I mean, an eight-yard gain. I'm trying to get. All right, I'm trying to get. That's the play I'm trying to get to. 18-yard gain right here. This is a great route by Starlin. Great route. They bail, go to zone. Well, they might be in man. I don't know what type of defense they're in right now. They're in a, blow, a blown coverage defense. Then some. Oh yeah, yeah. So then, then some type of they're in quarters. They're an invert. That's what they're in. Basically, they got the the corners playing deep thirds. They got their they they got three safeties in. They got the two safeties coming down playing short short zone. So it's like an inverted cover two. And then the middle safety steals plays the middle like it was the middle linebacker dropping in Tampa two. So it's like an invert look. Stalin does a good job with a stutter go, and he bursts so fast up the field that that corner takes off. Like, oh, hell no, you're not beating me. And he stops on a dime. Good throw by Brennan. Great catch by Stalin. Stalin's so fast, I think he could get any short route he want. If you're a DB and you see him coming downhill at you, you better take off. I want to get to the Wicks touchdown. Is it? No, it's not the Wicks touchdown. Yeah, now I will say Brandon got away with a lot of throws that should have been intercepted too. I'm just keeping that him up uh, the greatness. I'm keeping him with the greatness scoring book. He should have thrown about it should have been about three balls that should have been intercepted. There's three throws he should not have made. One of them with a corner was playing cover two, did a good job of collision in number one, saw him Billy coming off flat. You could tell. Brendan was predetermined to go to Billy because if he sees the corner, he'll throw it to Wicks up the sideline on that same side. But he was pre, you know, pre-snap read. I'm going to Billy, it seemed like. Uh, but the free, I, I do like when they jump off sides, we take a shot. And Wicks just, Wicks gets interfered a lot and they don't give him the call. Because even on this touchdown pass, it's a picture. I think it's on the, I want to say Chris from the Sabre took it. Or did Chris take it? Hmm. I think I'm going to look for it. 
Yeah, I think it was Chris. But he's getting interfered as he catches the touchdown. Yeah, it was Chris that took it. On his touchdown catch, you can see the kid grabbing his shoulder before the ball is even coming down close to his fingertips. But anyway, made a great catch right there. Overall, offensively, because I feel like this podcast is going too long. Um, but offensively, though, I do want to say I do like that we 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 um, double D can run the ball. Two six can run the ball downhill, baby. Give him any type. Just give him downhill runs. I like see. I like how each back is different. Like Ronnie's different than two six. Two six different than Tyler Papa. Tyler Papa is different from seven. Like they bring their own spice into the gumbo bowl. You know, but we're a passing team. But I'm glad that when we do run the ball, it's successful. And our linemen are getting low and nasty because I know it got to be difficult for them from catching, 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 then being able to fire off because it's different footwork, different mindset. Like you can still be nasty when you're pass blocking, but the footwork is different, you know. So it's all about rhythm. If you're in the rhythm of going one way and then they're like, oh, let's start doing this, you're going to need a couple, couple plays to really get back into the groove. But offensively, man, I was really impressed at our ability to still throw at a high level in the rain. Uh, that that doesn't go unnoticed. We were still slinging that pill, and it was raining in front of that 38,000 that toughed it through the rain. You know what I'm saying? Um, salute to my man, Anthony Poindexter. Salute to the groundbreakers. It was an honor introducing those five great gentlemen along with the great Al Grow. Um, just recognizing them that if it wasn't for those five gentlemen, taking advantage of that opportunity back in 1970. It wouldn't be people like myself that would have been afforded the opportunity to take advantage of the resources that the University of Virginia has to offer through football. So definitely appreciate the groundbreakers. Brendan Armstrong is on a tear. Our offense is on a tear. It's a uh, full collective effort. Tay Wicks has been phenomenal, man. Like damn near 100 yards every time he plays a full game. Jelani Woods is just an absolute monster. Keaton Thompson, bruh, you just do what you do. It's so unassuming, but uh, you are definitely the Cordell Patterson of UVA. You are a football player. Billy Kemp, I already talked about him. Rashawn Henry, I think he's a pro. I think everybody we have is a pro on the outside. It just amazed me, like, years, like, I want to say probably about three years ago or four Maybe it was four years ago. Or it might have been five. I don't know. But I'm, I remember how folks were like, do we have any dynamic playmakers? Do we have anybody that can scare you on the outside? Who's going to scare teams? Who's going to do this? It's funny, man, how things come full circle. And it's a great thing. It's a great thing to, just for, for the coaches and for the athletes to search at the hell of juice and be like, I, I'm, I'm a playmaker. I'm a playmaker. I'm a playmaker. We got a lot. You know, the people who doubted Brendan when he became a starter. Oh, he can't do this. He can't because he had his struggles. And now they're singing his praises. That's sports. That's sports. That's why I always tell folks on Twitter, man. You Don't hit sand on every feeling that you get. Everything you feel and you think about don't got to be put into characters and followed by a tweet. So I want to let y'all know, man. Sometimes keep your little thoughts to yourself. Cause that's what they are. They like emotional thoughts. Keep it to yourself. Cause don't you know? Petty Hawk be be glad to serve you some shut the hell up juice on behalf of the player that you were criticizing the most. He'd be happy to to serve you. But that's all I got for you, man. You know the motto: Good is in me, or great. Be great in everything that you do. Never let nobody tell you you can't do what you set your mind out to. Shout out to the defense, man. Shout out to y'all for the way you perform, the way you've been responding. Each and every week, trying to get better and better each and every week. It don't stop. You got this shutout. Now the expectation is going to go through the roof. You got to know. You got to regroup. You got to build upon what you demonstrated, and you still have a lot of growing to do. Offensively, Brennan, you still got to get smarter with some of your throws. Sometimes take those little short hammer routes, man, instead of being so comfortable in the pocket. Sometimes, man, just get it out. But, hey. 
you want to tell brother. So who the hell am I to tell you, you should still do this. Don't listen to me. I'm just saying my brother, sometimes get rid of the ball. Cause your boy want to see you keep slicing and dicing, but appreciate everybody that's been following the ball Hulk show podcast, sharing my podcast, salute to everybody that's been using to contact us on themonhawkins.com and sending their questions, sending their requests, sending their music requests, all that good stuff, man. Damn, I'm overwhelmed, overjoyed by the support. And make sure you tune in Tuesday, 706, Coach's Corner on the Virginia Sports Radio Network, Facebook Live on the Virginia Cavaliers Facebook group, and also the UVA Sports app because we're going to be recapping the game, doing the fantastic questions, previewing the player that's going to join us for the week, and we're going to be having some fun at BJ's Restaurant and Brew House, man. So I'm out of here. I'm off my soapbox. I just wanted to get the defense all the love and the praise because I think they fully deserve it, man. So peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.